0: I'm Josh, and this is our Slutty Podcast. And today's special guest bringing the topic is Quentin Tarantino.
1: It's all about this coot who's a regular fuck machine. Now I'm talking morning, day, night, afternoon. Dick, 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 dick. How many dicks is that? A lot. So in our first episode, we spent... I don't know, 20 minutes giving background about what qualifies us to speak on our subject of choice.
0: And didn't one of your asshole friends, like, have an opinion on that?
1: You know what? I don't want to get into it. Um, (laughs) But I think as a very brief qualifier that's not going to take 20 minutes, what qualifies us to talk about dicks? Um, Josh, you are a dick haver. I'm a
0: purveyor of a penis.
1: And I am a dick receiver. Mm. Extremely experienced Mm. in that regard. So let's just say that that is what gives us the right to speak on this. Valid. Okay. All right. Let's just jump right into it. Size. Does size matter? This is the first question that always comes up whenever people are talking about
0: dicks. dicks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I think that You know, people are looking for a yes or no answer, and there's not really a yes or no answer. I think that different sizes of dicks serve different purposes. They all have their pros and cons. I mean, a huge dick is looked at by society as being like, yes, good, strong, masculine, satisfying. And it very well can be. I would definitely say that when I see someone's dick for the first time and it's large, I'm like excited about that. Because they can be very satisfying. However, there are so many downsides. Because, first of all, I will get extremely tired. Especially in certain positions, I will get extremely tired. And also, safe sex is important. And big dicks with condoms on them will absolutely destroy my body to the point where, like, I can't have sex again for, like, days afterwards.
0: Wow. Fuck. So, yeah... I don't... There's so many angles to talk about this, and I've thought about it. And so what I what I did at first was I got some scientific research, um, because that's the kind of person that I am.
1: Of course you did. Of <laughs> I, course you did.
0: I don't think my degree at Beijing University in comparative religious studies as a doctor of religion and doctor of religious studies <laughs> is valid in the Western culture. <laughs> so... I have to back this stuff up with research from people that are, um, more methodical than I am and are using like the scientific method, which in itself is questionable in our society still, which I think is really fucking weird, but I feel like anybody that's like going to listen to this and try and get something from it. And like, you know, maybe even start a dialogue on their own. Like, I think it's important to have some like current and, you know, strong research that supports the ideas.
1: It is worth mentioning that I think a lot of people are here to just... Laugh? Listen to our slutty stories. <laughs> but, for the sake of fully fleshing out this topic, I would love to hear your science. Let's see it. Well,
0: basically, the, the, there, there's a couple of things. The, the first thing being, there are only... like there's, a, there's this thing called the mirror test. And so, in order to gauge self-awareness, um, in species, all species... We we have, they have devised they being scientists have devised a method um, t- t- to gauge self awareness by putting a mirror in front of the particular animal and so um, people that do the mirror test um, that, that have that have passed are gorillas um, um, elephants octopus dogs cats horses parrots monkeys. Um, sea lions um, oh wait monkeys have not been shown to pass the mirror test um, by
1: passing the mirror test you mean recognizing themselves in it
0: right yeah I totally just fucked that up all of that shit that I just said was inaccurate here are the things that have passed the mirror test bottlenose dolphins killer whales bonobos orangutans you love
1: bonobos. I am a
0: fan of bonobo culture like I wish I could go visit them and just chill for like A couple of days. I think it would be fucking amazing, right? (laughs) I'm looking for a partner that wants to go and chill with the bonobos with me just to, like, fucking check them out and meditate and, like, figure out what they're doing and just be like, hey, bonobo, what are you up to today?
1: We can do that and then do a whole episode on it.
0: I put that on my Tinder profile and nobody said, hey, I want to do that with you. I'm like I have a vacation, I have frequent flyer miles. Did
1: you do that after I made a bio for you? No, I'm lying. I totally am lying. I
0: didn't I didn't update my Tinder profile. But (laughs) 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 after you updated my Tinder profile, I literally had two women reach out to me and talk to me on Tinder.
1: That's so exciting! I know what I'm doing. Right? I'm so good at marketing.
0: And you didn't even look at my photos, like the pictures that I took. I'm posing with, I'm put my face on a dude without a shirt that's holding a fish. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like obviously my face, like cut on there. Yeah. I so that's profile pick number one. Profile pick number two is me in a suit. Right? Classy. Super fucking classy. Sure. And a cigarette. And I think. what that says is that most women that i want to date really are not into smokers and so like you know that's a big you know for me probably like one thing that's like a big turnoff because nobody wants to get fucked by a dude that's like smells like cigarettes right it's harder to find that and anyway um but anyway so the the (laughs) side note uh update on my twitter activity um I really, or my Twitter, Tinder, Tinder yeah, because I don't really Twitter, um, but... Uh, I don't really Twitter. I don't really tweet. Is <laughs> 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 don't you have a pretty, like, established tw- Twitter tweeting, t- tweet space thing going on? I
1: spend a lot of time on Twitter, and it's really funny because somebody actually messaged me this morning and asked if you are on Twitter, and I was like, yes, but not, like, how we are on Twitter. It's a different situation. Yeah,
0: I do NFTs and crypto because I am a fucking hacker wannabe that, like, makes really weird technical shit happen, and I don't really know what I'm doing, but I... Anyway, so I sell it, and I made, like, a shit ton of money. I I make money doing it, and it's really weird, and, like, I don't get it, but, like, I'm engaged in the NFT community on Twitter.
1: I just live on Twitter, and I'm at a point right now where I think that they are my real friends. (laughs) I don't hang out with a lot of people, IRL.
0: Right. Well, we're in the Bible Belt, and so, you know, I feel like you have more of, like, kind of like a West Coast vibe. Maybe, mid, maybe like, I don't know, m- m- Midwest-ish, maybe, you know, Colorado kind of vibe. You have, like, that more open-minded, like, not so many, like, societal cliche, like, filters that, like, if you say stuff, everybody's like that person is a psycho and I don't want them near my children
1: (laughs) (laughs) like I don't want to be near their children either we're on the same page about that (laughs)
0: oh my god yeah yeah so there's a there's you know definitely a duality going on in American culture but um
1: how did we get here
0: I have no idea so this is how we um pass the time and so anyway the mirror test um uh there's only a few species that have passed this test, and they're humans, bottlenose dolphins, killer whales, bonobos, orangutans, chimpanzees, Asian elephants, magpies, pigeons, ants, and the cleaner, wrasse fish. And when we talk about self-awareness, it's important because that's one of the things that our species does that um, there aren't a lot of other species that have evolved to do. And there's not like a biological imperative for them to do that. So, being a man um, and not having a lot of experience with other people's dicks um, at a young age, I like grab. Once I was like, you know, sexually activated, um, <laughs> air quotes. Uh, I I figured out that I had a penis, and I and I didn't, and, and I and I started to realize that its shape had importance. And then when I started, like, looking at, we, in my day, we had, like, penthouse, like, and shit. once I saw, like, actually people fucking, I noticed that, like, there weren't a lot of, like, small dicks going into these, like, hot chicks, right? Yeah. And I internalized that. And, you know, because I have this, you know, self-awareness thing going on, it's, like, I think for a long time... You know that's not something you ask your girlfriend. You know, I mean, when you're getting ready to date somebody, you're like, well, you know, my dick. We didn't have like fucking unsolicited dick pics when I was a kid. It was like, you know, it didn't really come out. You know, I
1: think you had solicited dick pics. (laughs) No, we didn't have those either. Just Um, no. I did a a trace outline of it.
0: (laughs) I did a trace outline of it one time and folded it into a note and like. this is probably really wrong, but I like that there was a neighbor lady that would like, was really cute. She was always really nice to me, but she was like, you know, 25 or probably 40 or something. But like, I would always like, but I really wanted to fuck her when I was like 14. And like, so I was like, maybe if she sees like this outline of my dick, she'll like want to fuck me. And I like left, I like let it fall out of my pocket when I was visiting her with one day and never heard any feedback. Like, it was, like, on her couch. This is,
1: like, the most old-school unsolicited dick
0: pic. I think I probably might have that. You know, like... (laughs) The world's worst unsolicited dick pic. You're
1: a pioneer in the worst way. I know. I'm
0: an evil human being. I probably don't deserve a podcast. (laughs) like... (laughs) Cancel culture is, like, getting ready to show up and be, like... This motherfucker
1: <laughs> on, on episode two.
0: You're getting on episode <laughs> two, no more our podcast with Josh and Shay. Just Shay. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I'm not important enough to get canceled. <laughs> so, so the thing the thing that I learned, you know, through having sexual experiences, is that a I had a pretty decent you know size penis, being you know from the genetic. Background that I'm in, the women. I've seen your dick. Yeah, the, the women that I don't know. I still, I've not. Can we
1: just clarify for our listeners that you and I have never yo, there's, had sex with each other? No. We've never kissed, anything like that. Yeah. But we do have each other's nudes.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, there was some discussions, um, a couple of times trying to navigate if that was a thing with us and that didn't,
1: and then we didn't speak for a year.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, because yeah, uh, we're both emotionally evolving. Um, and for me, uh, that includes like taking time to reflect on how people fit in my life, especially when I like, like them. And so for me, it's not like, there are people that I can fuck and there are people that, I want to like be in a relationship with and there are people that I want to fuck and be in a relationship with. And there are people that I want to be in a relationship with where I can completely be myself. And I feel like in those categories, like our relationship value is like way higher on the, we are intimate. Like I can completely be myself and there's not, it's, like, even the, the most horrible things that I've done, I've disclosed to you. And, like, not... There, there are things that even some of my friends, like, they don't know that shit about me. And, like, it's, like, because I don't, you know, I'm not intimate with them in that way. All right. right. And so, and so for me, I get a lot more value out of that. And I think it's cute to, like, hear your escapades and stuff, you know? So that's, yeah. that's, that's, like, an awesome thing. And
1: we went through a few cycles of, like, talking and then freaking out and blocking and unblocking each other in the first probably, like, six months yeah. of knowing each other. Yeah. And then we took a year off. Yeah. We're back. Better than ever, baby. Better
0: than ever. <laughs> <laughs> With our own podcast. Oh our God. own brand. Um, anyway, like... You know, in, in a convoluted way, we're getting to the to the nature of the topic. And I think it's important. Men don't necessarily realize that fact that you disclosed, and that that it's it's a preference, and that it size in and of itself is not nine times out of ten what gets a, a guy in bed with a or you know a partner. You know, yeah, there are size queens. And there are people that are sexually active that have, you know, a strong preference for a nice big fucking dick. And it is not something that (laughs) we need to put at the first page of our Tinder bio to qualify ourselves to have an intimate relationship with another human being. But (laughs) that's, I think most guys, when they're approaching a woman, they think that the selling point is if this girl likes my dick, we can go forward.
1: That's never been a factor for me. I have never slept with someone or interacted with them sexually and then stopped interacting with them sexually based on the size of their dick. Ever.
0: What about how they sling the dick?
1: Yes, obviously that matters. And it's funny because that's always said, it's like, oh, it's not about the size, it's about how you use it. And of course there's way more layers to that, but I mean, fundamentally it's true. You know, I've had sex with people who have like very small dicks, but have had the ability to make me come, Like, ooh, ooh. Like, a lot of people with big dicks don't. Because some guys, they have huge dicks, and they think that that's enough, and they don't think that they have to make any more effort besides that. And it's the same thing with guys who are, like, stupid hot, so they think that they don't have to put in any work. That's boring. I'm not interested in that.
0: Hmm. I think with hot guys or whatever, I think they get a lot of attention from people that they don't have to put in, like, effort, you know?
1: Okay, cool, you get somebody to sleep with you one time, based mm. on being hot or having a big dick. You're not gonna build anything off of that. And if that's all that you want, cool, do your thing.
0: Yeah, I've noticed that that's not, like, th- there. the amount of people that are e- extremely sexually oriented is a very small percentage of people. That doesn't mean that when people are in a relationship that Sex isn't high on the list of what they do with their partner, right. um, but I think that there's a delusion that we have as guys that how we perform in the bedroom informs how our partners see us in, in a relationship context. Right. And, and and I think it's something you know we don't. This is not what we talk about in sex ed class. You know what I mean? <laughs> when we're like learning how to navigate this stuff, like and honestly, like it's kind of weird that you know. I, you know, got sexually active in, when I was 14. Activated. I was activated, like Juno. And <laughs> and um, I, I I wanted to have sex. I mean, I had been wanting to have sex when I was, like, 12. And, like, you know, it's not socially acceptable for a 12-year-old to be having sex, you know? Obviously. And, like, that's fine. But the biology, I'm trying to say that the biology that developed over, you know, at least 200,000 years, which is the oldest you know anatomically modern human that we have on record um, d- dictates that sexual activity <laughs> began much earlier and so with you know the research being that 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 we are self-aware and that that with that self-awareness comes these you know really important things because having a, a sex drive is a sexual imperative is literally one of the, the main decision makers that we have and it's it's driving our decisions, and we don't, you know. And if if the forefront is this person's not going to like me because I have, you know, what's the dysplasia or there's a there's a micro penis thing. Like, there are dudes that like, you know, they don't think they have a great dick or they they don't have self confidence, and like, they might have a great dick or whatever, and like they don't even know it because they're only seeing porn, <laughs> you know. And it's like, I think it creates a lot of problems, and I think that. It's, it's because it's a taboo subject and because <clears throat> we're evolved to start really being driven to be sexual a lot earlier than society tells us we should be that there's a whole bunch of like fucking you know people that are not informed that are I, I do think that there's a lot of women that are like when you get naked with them and they're like oh like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I have... I
1: don't big... think that those women have had enough sex or had enough people give them orgasms to really even comprehend their own perception of size mattering.
0: But are girls, like, after they hook up with somebody and they're, like, they girls, like, you finally got that guy or whatever, or the guys, like, you finally got that guy or whatever, and, like, are they, like, so how was he in bed? I mean, is that, like, topic of conversation?
1: Yeah, absolutely. After I... So, like, my most recent boyfriend we had sex the first time that we hung out and I immediately called my bestie on the drive back. What from was her first question?
0: Ish. What was one of her first, like how did that conversation go?
1: Literally, how was it? Honestly, I didn't even give the opportunity for her to ask me the question because I was just like, hi, I'm leaving his house. I, I love him now. Like that was some of the most amazing sex that I've ever had in my entire life.
0: And how detailed did she? was she driven to Honestly.
1: Get- think it's part of why we're not friends anymore but i didn't feel
0: tell me what tell me what her position was
1: i mean i don't know stoked happy for me whatever but
0: like like in like why like was like the the quality of the sex important like yes like exciting to her
1: yeah i think he probably made me come like four times the first time that we hooked up
0: huh so it's interesting because i think that guys like know about that stuff yeah and know that like having you know to be able to perform sexually and just like you know our special guest was saying like women they want to you know that pleasure that you get from good sex and i do think it matters i do think size matters like i've you know had relationships with women that were in relationships um because i don't like the baggage of having to like do you know fucking movies and shit and like all that crap and like they're bored with their partner And it's like when you, like, are clearly seeing somebody that's sexually interested in you, but they happen to be in a relationship, you know? It's like, this is super taboo, but, like, um, I've been engaged in relationships with women that are in relationships just because they weren't getting sexual satisfaction in the relationship they were in, which didn't mean they wanted to leave the relationship. They just wanted sexual satisfaction also, (laughs) you know? So... It's Those a, are
1: very valid needs.
0: But they're not. I mean, because that's not something, obviously, that we, like, disclosed to people while we were engaged in that.
1: So you're saying that these women were indeed unethically non-monogamous.
0: Correct. Well, and I think that's... It, it, I, I try to live by spiritual principles, and, I, and that's a lot of trial and error. Because I don't necessarily come from a place where I was intentionally trying to practice spiritual principles, And that caused me a lot of suffering and a lot of wreckage and a lot of broken relationships. And so when principles that I could manage to practice were presented to me in a way that, like, applied to my day-to-day life, I started to, like, try to practice them. But there was a time when, you know, if the eye contact's there and I'm like... Um, Yeah, no. I want to fuck you too. You know what I mean? And like, you know, what are you doing tomorrow night? Or is he asleep? You know? Or I'll get a text. Hey, what are you up to? You know, after 10. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, not much, dude. Just like hanging out, you know? And why don't you come by? And it's hot. And it's like, they, obviously, the discussion is, this has to be a secret. So between... Two consenting adults, where one is engaged in a relationship where it would not be okay for the partner to know because it would crush them to know that they weren't sexually satisfying the person that they were in a relationship with. Side note, that person still wanted to be in a relationship with them, but they also wanted to be sexually satisfied. So, ethically, how does one, you know, go get a bigger dick, you know, when they're not getting the dick that they want? while they're trying to maintain a relationship.
1: I mean, I can't answer that from personal experience because when I was pretending to be monogamous and cheating on my partners, it was never because I wasn't sexually satisfied in my relationships. That was never the case. The case, which brings me to why I'm polyamorous, like why I fully identify as that today, is that what I was seeking outside of the relationship was that feeling of like this is a new and exciting person that I like I met them I have a connection with them I feel the need to pursue that it never for me had anything to do with feeling unsatisfied in the relationship that I was currently in and kind of that's where I draw the line in between you know unethical non-monogamy which is innately harmful and being polyamorous because my motives are not Based on being unsatisfied in my relationship, but just desiring additional relationships.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I think it's 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 um, for me. I can't know if I can be a good partner with if I'm if I have the chemistry to have a partnership that is sexually based and monogamous with someone until I've slept with them. And it's for me, like I can kind of tell at first. But it isn't until we start, like, you know, hooking up or talking about hooking up that I can even see who they really are. Like, I can clearly get a clear idea of who they are, right? Right. And so, that's Most people don't operate that way. They're like, let's go have dinner, let's have coffee, you know, we'll talk. Can I tell
1: you about my dating strategy that I had for a while when I was living out in Austin? No. Where I would... So I was going on a lot of dates during this time in my life. This was, like, the year of my life where I was really racking up the numbers. Like, more aggressively than any other period of my life. And I would, you know, make plans for dates with people. But I would be like, hey, here's the deal. We're gonna have sex first. Like, we're not gonna go on the date and kind of dance around the subject and, like, let the sexual tension build and then go do it. Like, you're gonna come over to my apartment and we're gonna fuck... And then we're going to go on the, the date because I think that the level of intimacy and comfort and understanding that you get after having slept with someone puts you in a much more comfortable space because it's like I was going on these dates and the dates were like fine first dates are awkward whatever and then I would sleep with the person and then the level of comfort and like the bond with someone after having done that is like this is the good shit right so why not jump straight to that
0: right yeah. and then you stop that
1: Yeah, I mean, I got into a relationship, and then I didn't do that anymore, and I haven't really done that since. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I don't date that way right now, at all. Uh, In fact, I went, I think I went six months without having a sexual experience with another human being. There was a lady... Unimaginable. I know, and I have the worst reputation. Um, but, um, um and, and I think it's because there w- it became, there were some people that found out my sexual practices were, I don't care if you're in a relationship and if there is sexual attraction, it's okay with me. If, the, if I'm attracted to you and you're attracted to me, it's okay for, with me for us to express that. And, you know. As it always does, you know, it, you know, person A cheated on person B. And with who? Oh, that Josh Sultan guy. Oh, shit. You know, like, and then I'm like, fucking, you fucking homewrecker. You know, you ruined blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean?
1: I hate that because everyone always wants to get mad at the other person and not the person who's like actively like somehow I the person that they have entered into this social contract. (laughs) I like
0: I'm the devil. I was like, Hey girl, (laughs) I see her with that loser. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like literally like you're the serpent. And I I take, and I take away her, her ability. Adam,
1: poor Eve. (laughs) I know.
0: I took away her, her, her free will. And like, you know, made her drive to my house and, like, <laughs> made her suck my dick and then, you know, made her fuck me and then <clears throat> do it again and again and again.
1: You're not a hostage taker. No,
0: not. I'm, I'm a need fulfiller. And it's probably because, you know, my parents weren't married. And um, my mom was very much attracted to my father and my father wasn't attracted to her in a relationship way and made it very clear that he would not be able to have a child with her and participate in its upbringing because of that, that relationship incompat- incompatibility. They connected on a lot of different levels, but they did not connect on that level and they were aware of it. And my mother took time and decided that she wanted to have a child with him under those circumstances they didn't include me in that decision (laughs) uh and I didn't realize that until you know I became more self-aware at like 12 or 13 and when I realized that I was like well I don't have a fucking dad I have a stepdad you know but my model for intimacy was really much being formed in that at that time when I was getting into high school you know and it it um I never really had girlfriends. I mean, I, they would last six months, or I think the longest I was ever in a, you know, platonic, not platonic. Uh, what do you call them? What are the monogamous relationships? <laughs> like, where are you going with that? <laughs> like literally, the only time I've been in a monogamous long-term relationship, um, there's only been like four times in all my years, and you know, the one lasted. About a year and a half. Another was about a year, and I think that's about the the longest. Now I've had intimate relationships that have, that are continuing to this day, and we don't sleep together anymore. Um, but the options there, right? Um, and I'm kind of like low key still looking for the one, and I've felt that before. Where I don't know if you've ever felt that, where where you like. Walk into a room and you make eye contact with somebody and you're like, I can fucking feel that.
1: Yeah. Happens literally all the time. Really? Yes.
0: Dude, that's rare for me. Like where not it's not the the sex buttons. It's like the who who what like not, not like even just like sexually attractive. No, it's yeah. like
1: people have an energy and I will meet someone or just see someone and immediately I'm like I want to have a connection with that person. Right. And there's no automatic, like, we're going to fuck, I'm going to marry that person, whatever. It's just, like, I need to be in that person's, like, intimate emotional space. And that's not the dick. I need their energy.
0: (laughs) Do their dicks end up being, like, if it's been a man, does their dick ended up being, like, a rad dick when that's, like, a thing?
1: Sure. Interesting. But that's that's not, like... I I don't know when I see someone for the first time. So this girl, the size of their dick.
0: This this fucking girl. But I
1: have a feeling. I have a feeling that I get right away from a person of whether or not they're going to be able to satisfy me sexually. And I think that that comes from years of experience of being attracted to people and then having that follow through. Like I now have this radar of energy of like I think that person is going to be able to make me come.
0: So. <clears throat> For me, my experience with that is when I first got sober, there was this kid that was in a you know live-in relationship with this girl, and um he you know picked me up at a meeting to help me out, right because I had a fucking mohawk and I made music, and he's like you know a recovering heroin addict and bored, and they told him to help people and we went to an afternoon meeting and then we you know went over to his place to jam and as soon as we walk in he's like hey this is my girlfriend and it was like all the air went out of the fucking room we made eye contact and my brain was like you're gonna fuck this girl and she wants to fuck you and not only that I felt like intensely interested in her and we didn't speak for like two or three weeks and then we did, we started hanging out. We started like got a random text question that he had asked me to ask her. And we started texting and we, over the course of a year with that, that intense sexual energy, that intense, like I want to know who you are energy without sex, because she's in a relationship with somebody that I really cared about. It was helping me a ton. Um, But the, (laughs) the desire, it became more and more like stuff would happen where it was like, Oh, Oh shit. Like the, like literally it felt like the bodies were like our bodies were trying, didn't give a fuck and just wanted that. And it was really hard to ignore. And eventually she left him and, um, well eventually he broke up with her because he found out that there was this intense attraction and we ended up hooking up and the sex was fucking incredible. Like, you know, I fucked on like a lot of ecstasy and sex is good on ecstasy. And like, this was like stone cold, sober time travel sex where you're like, like, you know, where you're so gratified that you're literally not even in your body anymore. And it was every single time. And I was just like, fuck. Yeah. Don't give a fuck about his feelings right now because of this. And like that, with the talking that comes with that and like knowing each other and like just that intense, like, that ability to just be naked together without any pressure and
1: just—it's—it's
0: it's something that is a—I think it's one of our purposes in life, and I think that we're hardwired to have those connections. Now, when she left me to go back to him because I'm fucking crazy, <laughs> 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 um, I was fucking destroyed because I had never sober felt that kind of a connection with someone and someone that got fucked up from 14 or whatever 13 you know as a way of life um it was it was something that I didn't think could come back now I've since had sex that was that good haven't had the crippling emotional connection to somebody because of the fact that for me someone that I get along with really well that I think is really special the idea of them leaving me is just terrifying you know and that's you know it's interesting to me because like that guy had not a great dick, and like you know I had a above average dick, and like and the way that we fucked was just like she knew I knew even before we slept together, and it 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 yeah it it became more important for her to go back to the security of that relationship minus the sexual satisfaction than being with a crazy person with fucking awesome sex, <laughs> you know. Yeah. so in that sense size didn't didn't matter and sexual quality didn't matter it, it really became about you know the synergy of things right and when you look at the research how we're, we're most closely related to chimpanzees and bonobos and I know we've had this talk before and I'm not letting you talk and it's, people are probably bored and like make this nice shut the fuck up but the fact is bonobos evolved with this model of woman chooses male, woman runs the show, woman, the the, the female of the species li- literally decides who's in the click and who is not. And their solution for everything. And they don't do it with, you know, mom. And the only ones that don't fuck each other are moms and children. Everybody else is, you know, sexually engaged in some way, as a as a baseline interaction, and when you look at the chimpanzees, they're fucking violent, they're jealous, they kill each other, but almost don't do that. And I wonder, you know, I know I'm not going to bring the topic up because you specifically asked me not to, but I wonder if some of the alienated people in our culture that might not have that sexual confidence to get in the door to experience those powerful intimate relationships even because they know that they might there are betas like there are betas there are alphas there are thetas or whatever the other one is there's sigmas there's sigma males and, and each has their role in the context of this like delusional society it, it can be really painful
1: And I think that women who are sexually evolved have the ability to use sex as a tool to kind of correct these social imbalances. And I know that we mentioned when we decided that this was going to be our topic on the phone that I have had sex with people that I'm not fundamentally attracted to as a societal function. And I want to use an example to kind of um, illustrate that. So when I was in college, I hung out with this fraternity like all the time, and they had this guy, he was a pledge, he was new, and pretty much all the other pledges, they were like, yeah, we're cool, like they fuck with each other or whatever. But this guy got bullied so hard, and of course, whatever, he wants to be a part of this fraternity, he's going to endure that. But people talk so much shit about him, and it made me absolutely nuts. So what I did was... I went and picked him up from his dorm in the middle of the day on, like, a Monday, and I took him back to my apartment, and I had sex with him, and surprise, it was amazing, and I dropped him back off in front of all of his, like, friends who were there, and I was like, go tell everyone, because me at this point, I had already had sex with quite a few guys in this fraternity and people who knew them and whatever, and they knew that I was, like, fire, whatever, and I was like, go tell everyone that we had sex and that it was amazing. And I'm going to tell everyone that we had sex and it was amazing. And this is going to socially correct some things for you.
0: Yeah. I think it's, and I think that, I think if more women realized the power that approving of someone in an intimate way and sharing that experience with someone has the power to heal a lot of harm that people endure And it it could be from an entitled class, but it could also just be these introverts that haven't had the opportunity because we're conditioned to select and engage with the guy with the fucking shirt off and the fish. And it's like, these girls, uh, from my experience with them, they know that that's not going to work out well. Like, they're not going to be treated well. But they still pick this... They're like, that is the only one that my friends will approve of. That's the only one that my parents will approve of. That's the only ones that my siblings will approve of, that my Instagram feed will approve of. So those are the people I'm going to sleep with, even when they might be attracted to someone that is not going to be approved by their social structure. And because of that fear of judgment, they go for the fucking, you know, socially viable one. And these guys, these people are fucking dying for that intimacy and they just don't get it and I think you're rare and that you even tried because from what we were talking about before that's not the first and only time that you engage in that like where you're like I'm going to pick someone not based on who everybody thinks is the hottest
1: and I have done that to a point where like I genuinely get off on fucking people and having people know that I fuck that person people that I think friends, society, whatever think that is not like a compatible person for me to be fucking. Like they'll see me with someone or knowing that I'm sleeping with somebody and be like, really that guy? I'm like, yeah, that fucking guy. Mm. I love doing that. I love
0: breaking their fucking stereotypes. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, sleep with sleep with Sigma males. Check out beta males. Check out fucking an alpha male. When they're not around the people that they are alphas to. And I know that this has been more of a heterosexual like conversation.
1: I mean it's really hard to speak on other perspectives when like we are, you know, identifying as binary genders and speaking primarily on heterosexual sexual interactions. Yeah. At some point I'll talk about having sex with women, but you know, that's for another episode. Yeah.
0: We're just talking about the dick, so you know what I mean? Yeah. I guess we should like maybe invite Any of our non, um, you know, heterosexual um, actors um, on the show, or maybe respond in the comments, so we can get some sort of dialogue.
1: like listening to our content, please keep listening. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Maybe I'll eat your ass.